0: and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And guys it's cool when you get to bring on other podcasters that, that just exceed far beyond my levels. And that happens to be today because I have got uh, a new friend of mine, Dustin Brome. Dustin, you're, you're kind of a big deal. And, you know, you have a t-shirt on with your initials on it, which means (laughs) that you're, you're legit, right? That's, that's legit status. But dude, you, you're the host of the Massive Agent Podcast, and then you're also the creator of the Massive Agent Society. And so for years, I, I think, well, I was just on your show. Well, we recorded it yesterday. That was mm-hmm. episode 188. Mm-hmm. So you have been crushing the podcast game for a really long time. And so first of all, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, man. Honored to be here. Second, secondly...
0: Why, like, wh- why the podcast route? Because I'm a f- I'm a firm believer, as I would think you are, that like a podcast is a great opportunity for realtors for lenders to c- get exposure. W- like, why did you ultimately choose to go this route?
1: Uh, you're right; it's a ridiculously simple and honestly easy to easy to implement option that agents should be absolutely doing at a local level. Yeah, so at a local level, there's very few podcasts, and even if there were a hundred, doesn't matter. Like they're all different, you know, Right? nobody yes. says things the way you do. And some people may want to listen to you, but they don't want to listen to them. Totally cool. Um, I am a marketer who sells homes. So yes, say that, to, say that, say that one more time for people. I'm not a real estate agent. I'm a marketer who sells homes. And I mean, it took me a minute, you know, I've been an agent for 11 years, but it took me a minute to, uh, realize that, um, but it's been so powerful. I love everything about marketing. And so I want, I want to do all the marketing things. I want to do yeah. all. Yeah. And for a while, I was like, a podcast would be so great, but I don't know how to do it. You know, that, that stupid objection that is also a very valid objection. Yeah. But then it's not because it's right. 2021 and it's as simple as how to start podcast, click play, read article, <laughs> you know, so simple. Uh, but I use that excuse. And, yeah. uh, and it wasn't until new year's day of tw- uh, 2018. Wow. Uh, okay. New year's day, 2018. I was listening to a podcast by Pat Flynn, smart, passive income, and he was just talking about how his career has changed and his life has changed and all the doors that were open to him since he started the podcast. And as he was laying that out, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of upside potential. And then also a simplicity. I'm like, that doesn't sound that difficult. I just have to record an audio file. I know how to record video anyways. Yeah. And so let's just do that. So I went home uh, after I was walking my dog when I made this decision, decided on a name, like right off the bat, it took me a second. I'm like, okay, what's the the term mega agent came to mind. I'm like, what's bigger than a, what's bigger than mega agent? And I'm like, massive agent. And I giggled. I, I laughed a little bit. I'm like, that's so stupid, but I'm doing it. I love and, it. And I went home and recorded the first episode. And and so I put it out there. I did it to grow my audience to people that didn't already know who I was, but then also as an additional way to reach those who did know who I was and just have more time to to talk in depth about certain topics where you know you can't do that in a Facebook post. You can't really do that in a YouTube video if you want people to watch it. You can't really do that anywhere else. Uh, in an Instagram story or whatever, podcasting people expect to settle in and listen to pretty much the whole episode. Yeah, and so um, it's you know fast forward. It's been totally transformational with my life and career. O- doors have opened, speaking opportunities, business opportunities, partnerships—you name it. But, you know, ultimately being called up to the big leagues today by being on your show, Kyle.
0: Yeah, come on, you know absolutely.
1: It. Uh, so it's it's just been so. Fun and so simple once you learn a couple things.
0: It and I and I want to dig into those, but I want to give a I want to give a statistic real quick because our mutual friend, Mister Mister Phil Treadwell. Uh, I guess sometimes we call him our friend. I guess it may depend on like what circles we're in. I usually don't call him that. <laughs> That's true. So I might be a little bit nicer to him than you are. Yeah. But he before I started my podcast about six months ago now. He and I were hanging out and literally this is what he said to me. And this is why I started my podcast. He said, Kyle, the average video on Facebook gets watched for about one minute, eight seconds. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I thought, dude, that's all I need. Like, I don't like if you're paying any attention to me at all, like I'll take one minute of your day. I'm going to win over time. But then he said, and you already know this, but for the audience, the average podcast is watched for 19 minutes or would not watch, you can't watch it, right? It's listened to for 19 minutes. And I thought, holy crap. Why am I not taking advantage of this space? 19X, the, the amount of time people are invested. And, and, I am, and I am giving no attention to this. And so that literally the next day, I was like, I, that's it. I'm starting a podcast. And, and, and that's why I did it. And, and though I am years behind you, I've already seen unbelievable things begin to happen, right? J- this case in point, like me being here with you, right? As this doesn't happen. If if I didn't start a random podcast, totally clueless as to what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to share it. And and so it, it's powerful. And And so you said, it, it's not that hard. If there's just, there's a couple little things that if you'll do well. So like, what does that look like? Because when you put this out, you know, when you started this, well, you made the decision New Year's Day, 2018. You didn't have an audience that was begging for a podcast from from Dustin Brohm. So, how how did you even get how'd you get it in front of people to pay attention?
1: Mm, great question. Um, to be fair, I had a little bit of an audience from a Facebook group that that I was a uh, an admin of that that I okay. created. Um, there were four thousand ish people in it. And so I had some agents following me on social media, uh, really through Snapchat is really where I oh, spoke to. Oh, all right. A yeah. Snapchat in this episode. Totally. Uh, that's really where I spoke to agents and then okay. in the Facebook group as well. So I, I had somewhat of an, of an audience. So I didn't start from total scratch. But, um, but nobody's really starting truly from scratch, right? I mean, everybody no. has
0: some base That will be the beginning of of
1: what their listeners look like. That's right. It could be three people. It could be 300, whatever. So I just, uh, I knew I was going to launch it. And so I just started telling them, I was like, I'm putting a podcast together and here's what it's going to be about. And, you know, uh, stay tuned. And so I just started teasing it. And then once I launched it, I launched with three episodes uh, because here's the key with a podcast. If you launch it with one episode and it's good and right. people like it, yeah, they, they want more. They want to binge. Right. You know, when was the last time that you just listened to one podcast episode and you're like, that was amazing. Okay, next I'm done. Right, right. You want more. And so we do this with Netflix. We do this with with TV shows and everything. We binge. So you've got to give people a couple more episodes because if you don't, they're going to forget about you. It, they're not going to subscribe and get notifications when you launch new episodes. If you, if you only have one, you know, it it takes a couple or three to solidify, Hey, this is a good show that I like and I want more of. So uh, that was a big deal. And then it just, you know, consistency over time, Uh, launching the podcast and just putting it out there, you're going to have people finding it, but you, if you really want it to grow, you have to get good at promotion. You have yeah. to figure out ways to get other people to recommend your show or to have it written about in industry publications or local publications, What you know, whoever your audience is. You need to figure out how you can have guests on that are bigger than you with bigger names and audiences than you and make it super easy for them to share it. Don't just expect they're going to do it. They're busy, especially if they're bigger and more well-known than you. They're busy. So you've got to make it super easy and set the in, uh, set the expectation that, Hey, I want this episode shared and here's a link. You can share this in your Instagram story. You can share it on Facebook, whatever. And then they do. Um, so that's a great way to reach other audiences that don't know you yet. Um, hopefully you have an email list and you're collecting email addresses of your audience and you can send out blasts whenever a new episode drops. There's a million different things. You can run Facebook ads and Instagram ads where, where they can swipe up through a story and listen, uh, all of that stuff works. Um, you know, you just have to get good at that.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things that that you do really well that I suck at, uh, and there's no reason I should suck at it. I just haven't chose to stop sucking at it yet, (laughs) but you're, you're really good at creating micro content from all of your episodes. Hmm. Right. And so you'll, you know, I'll be, I'll be scrolling Instagram and I'll see, you know, a 60 second clip from one of your episodes. Right. It's easily consumable. And then it causes me, if it's good, to then go, dude, I need to go, I need to actually go to the podcast and like listen to the whole thing. Totally. And so talk about like why creating micro content from our content is so freaking easy. Why is every realtor on the planet, every lender on the planet, why are they not doing it?
1: They don't know how to do it, they overcomplicate doing it. They don't prioritize it. Okay. That's why. I mean, agents, most agents wear all the hats. You know, we do all the things. And so the marketing, especially when you're already busy, or at least you make yourself busy, doesn't mean it's income producing activity. Sure. Agents are really good about doing a bunch of bull crap that does not move the needle and should be hired out immediately. Okay. Stop. Yeah. It's kind of important. So... Yeah. Like I I don't, I don't want to run through
0: that. Like what, what are a few things like when you say should be hired out immediately, what are, cause you coach, you just had a mastermind in Utah where you, where you and your family live with with agents from around the country that came in, you know, to mastermind with you from your team. And, And so you coach and train a lot. What are some of those, those individual tasks that agents use as dude, I'm just so busy. You have no idea what what are some of those things that they should be farming
1: out regardless of how many of how many units they're selling every agent on the planet should have a transaction coordinator you should not be doing your contracts you should not be sending addenda to clients for initials and signatures you shouldn't be putting up your own signs and taking them down you shouldn't be driving an hour here and an hour there to put up a lockbox you shouldn't be mowing your own fricking grass when you can have someone do it for 30 or 40 bucks a week. Come on. It's
0: my guys coming today.
1: Totally. Uh, House cleaner, you know, having your laundry done. Like sometimes those things you have to build up to depending on where you're at. Sure. But no one should be spending an hour, hour and a half a week mowing their grass when someone else will do it for 30 bucks. Right. Makes no sense in the world. Um, But the, the transaction coordinator, you need immediately because uh, all of that stuff, even if it let's say it takes you five no let's say it only takes you an extra two hours per transaction to do all that stuff. It's all the little teeny things that take up mind space that distract right. you from working on the big picture and working on your business. If you're too busy working in your business, then you're never gonna grow because you're doing stuff that someone else will do for ten bucks or fifteen bucks an hour and I'm sorry agents you're worth more than that. You know, right. And if you don't Come think on. so, that <laughs> there's the problem. You know we got to work yep. on that because yep. this is the, you know, a mindset podcast. Um, the simple way to figure out like should I be hiring this out or not? Figure out how much you're worth per hour. Like how yeah, let's say you work 40 hours a week, okay? Uh, just figure out how much over the last 12 months you've made in commission, gross, okay? Divide that by the number of hours worked over the last 12 months how much do you make an hour? Maybe it's 30 bucks. Maybe it's 50. Maybe it's a thousand. You know? So if you're, let's say it's $200 an hour is what you're you're averaging. Okay. Why the hell would you spend an hour doing something that someone else would do for $30? Right. When you're worth 200 an hour, the key though, is to take that time that you're freeing up and do income producing activities.
0: So, so let's say everybody right now, they paused this episode. They're, they're now giving away all of those, those smaller activities, the, the less expensive activities, the non-money generating activities. Now they've come back and they've, they've hit play. Here we are. And they're like, all right, cool, Dustin. I, I, I got a TC. I I quit mowing the grass, right? I, I quit doing this. Somebody's coming to clean the house. What are those activities now that you would coach them to replace that are now money generating and and moving the needle.
1: Yeah, great question. First you need to figure out where your deals are coming from. So, okay. look back at the last 5 to 10 closings that you've had. Where did they come from? And if it was a referral, where did the referral come from? You know, was it a past client? Okay. That were, you know, a repeat client? Cool. Where'd you get them from in the first place? Figure out where the bulk of your business is coming from. And I think you'll find the majority is coming from a referral somehow, your sphere of influence somehow. And so there's a way to cultivate more of that. Okay. The reason that you're being hired is because people remember you when they need you and they, they like you, they see you as competent. And, uh, you know, I'll go back to what I said first. They remember you when they need you. so. Every single one of those things can be accomplished by showing up in their news feed more often showing up in their stories when they're watching Instagram stories, the way they would Netflix, just watching, you know, just letting it play. Yep. So for me an income producing activity is creating content, recording the podcast, creating those, uh, those micro clips. I hire that out now. I, right. I just pay a team to do that, which is insanely, uh, a no brainer. I know you do some you have a similar service. Yeah. Such a no brainer uh, because the highest and best use of your time is not going in there and editing a video that might take 90 minutes or or even 45 minutes right. when someone else will do it for less Better than what than you make you. per hour. Better than you. For than less you money. F- for less money, faster, right. you know, th- th- like that's the thing. As agents, we we're like, well, I what if that transaction coordinator, they can't do the contracts the way I do. I need it done my way. Well, mm. what if your way is is, is shit? <laughs> what if your way just really sucks and they're so much better at it? If you hire a crappy transaction coordinator or a crappy video editor, yeah, that's going to just add more to your plate. Right. It, it's not a value add. So you hire a great one and it may take you a, a couple. Go through some that seem great and you're like, eh, you kind of suck. Get somebody else. Then you're like, wow that's why once you experience a great transaction coordinator or somebody that will go take, put up your signs and take them down and put up lock boxes and take them down. Maybe even you hire a, sh- a showing agent to show homes for you. If you're at that level, you know, you've got to work up to that, but now you've freed up so much time. Yeah. To work on scaling and getting more clients and, you know, running ads, creating content. Um, maybe maybe one of your income producing activities is door knocking. Maybe it's uh, handwritten letters to clients. Maybe it's pop buys. Maybe it's uh, giving gifts or community events, whatever. They all do work. Of them. They all work.
0: If you actually do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all work. So do more of them, but you so, gotta have the time to do it.
0: So Dustin, let's, let's imagine I'm, I'm going to try to speak this into existence. You and I are standing on stage together and we've got a room full of realtors and and, and we, we tell them, you are content creators. Like that's what we say to them from stage. Most of them will think we're full of crap. Why? why? Why is it so hard for most realtors to wrap their minds around that not only that they are content creators, but that that's actually beneficial
1: to their business? Because it hasn't happened for them yet. And they, they, they mistake, they mistake the reason why they, they think that, Hey, I'm doing video, Kyle, I'm doing video, I'm doing some posts, I'm doing social media. It's just not working. Well, what are you doing? What are you putting out there? Do do people actually give a crap? Are they actually, do they actually want to watch that video? Do they actually care about your stupid open house for a below average property? And you go, you go on Facebook live to tell them about it and you just irritate them. And they're like, mm, I'm going to turn off your live notifications. Cause this is stupid. Yeah. People don't want to hear about real estate. If they do, that's a very small sliver of people, but what about everyone else? Yeah. So you got to show who you are, what you're up to, who you are as a person, your interests, your likes, your dislikes, your family, um, you know, and you decide to what level and to w- what extent you do share those things, but You have to have people making a personal connection with you. Otherwise, they'll never make a business connection with you. Right. They're they're not going to see your your, uh, new listing flyer that you posted on Instagram where you can't read the text on it because it's a flyer. And like, oh, great. He has a new listing. We better reach out and hire them. No, (laughs) if there's no, if they don't like you or remember, they have 40 other agents in their newsfeed. So what's going to differentiate you?
0: So man, I, I love that. I, I I agree. I agree with it 100%. And so I want you to walk us through a day in the life of Dustin. What do you see? Cause this is where I watch realtors and, and lenders struggle the most is right. I'm super boring. My life is, is, is not exciting. Right? So take us through a, a day in the life of you. And what moments do you feel qualify as content moments that you're going to use and, and then how do you use them? Is it stories? Is it video? Is it a post? Is it a picture? Like give us insight into like how you lay out a day from a content perspective.
1: Yeah. Most most of the stuff I share is in stories, um, Instagram and Facebook stories. So I have a, an Instagram creator account and I have it set to where it, when I do an Instagram story, it puts it on my personal Facebook story, not my business page story, but my personal Facebook story. Yeah, so, uh, and I have a different audience. You know, but maybe there's some overlap, but so what? So I get more reach out of that one story than if I just did it on Instagram or just did it on Facebook. So most of most of it's done through stories. I just like yesterday, I was uh, I was in the car before going into the gym, and I had some questions about something, and so I I just like here, let me explain this thing or going hiking with the kids or going out to brunch or um, I'm reading this book. What are you reading? Like super boring stuff, but it's me. It's my life. Yeah. People watch, you know, it's, it's interesting. The right people watch. Uh, what was the second part of your question?
0: How do you choose? Like, well, you, you said, you said you mainly do, maybe I'll kind of switch up the question a little bit. Cause you, you do a ton in stories. I do. Oh,
1: I knew where I was going to go. Yes. Okay. Um, so stories is just spur of the moment stuff. Like yeah, behind the scenes, a glimpse into what I'm up to that day, real informal laid back stuff. Um, like I'll be at the gym, for example, and I'll take a picture of this, uh, like the leg press machine. And I say, you son of a bitch, like I'll put text <laughs> on that and you know, it, something so simple. Uh, right. But then if I get inspired to talk on a certain topic, then I'll either record the video and post it on LinkedIn and Facebook, or I'll just go live on Facebook. Um, you know, it, it just depends. So ultimately, you just have to, if you have, if you have something that you want to tell people and you think that they'd find it interesting, just record it or go live, one or the other. But then the rest of the time, just document what the heck you're doing throughout the day. And you may think it's boring. You may think that showing eight houses is boring, but there's people out there that are interested. And so show them, you know, and, and if you're doing that, just make sure you don't overdo it. And like, let me show you 16 stories of the inside of this boring house. Like people aren't going to watch that, but, um, just, just try to document what your day is like and share it as often as possible. I'm not perfect. There's sometimes where, uh, I'll go like the whole day. And I was like, crap, I haven't done a story yet. Cause I was just mm. busy and focused. Um, other times I do a bunch of them and I'm just okay with that. Like, okay, th- th- there's no perfect way to do it. Th- the perfect way is to just do it. And you come through in your content and then you attract the right people to you. Pretty simple concept. So those that do that, those agents that do that, they get business. They make con- people make connections with them. At scale, you can have a thousand people watch your story, right? Or see your video, uh, where you know, imagine door knocking a thousand doors. First off, how many would even answer? How many would like throw things at you? Yeah, or, or stick their German Shepherd on you because door knocking is not something we tolerate at our house. Like, not gonna answer the door. Nope, we don't either. No, like, not gonna do it. Um, just don't want to. So it's so infinitely scalable, and you know, this you can go live for five minutes. And a thousand people, or ten thousand people, or sixty-two people see it. Right, it takes the same amount of time to do. One hundred percent. And so, how do you
0: rank? Because everybody has a different opinion of, you know, what what platform you should be on the most, and which one does does the least. What order would you rank? You know, like the the bigs of of social media, right? Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We we throw Twitter, TikTok in there is snap do you still snapchat is that still a thing no i don't know so rank like rank us your order and then feel free to kind of expand on on like why on any of them
1: facebook instagram linkedin that's That's what i focus on those three i'm i mess around on twitter sometimes but i hate twitter it's a cesspool yeah and no doubt it's just a stupid stupid platform um for me, some people use it and love it. It just has a different language and culture than LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. So it just doesn't resonate with me. Facebook is so powerful. Everyone's on Facebook. In- Instagram, totally different culture and language and feel. Everyone's there. Stories people expect and want, and that's where the majority of content's is consumed. Um, LinkedIn's great. Uh, when I'm speaking to the real estate industry with Agents and loan officers, a lot of them are on LinkedIn, and so it's been great for me professionally on LinkedIn. Um, that can work for an agent speaking to their local area. Depends on who your connections are. Yeah, but uh, LinkedIn is super powerful. It's probably the most powerful platform to get seen organically. Uh, maybe at TikTok as well, but I don't usually use TikTok. I just, I just use Instagram stories or reels. Um, ideally, I'd be on all of them. I'd be doing TikTok. I'd be doing all this stuff, but I do the best I can with sure. the time that I have without getting too distracted. Cause that's another thing. You can get distracted all day long doing right. content on social and you really haven't done much. So you kind of have to self regulate that a little bit. It's hard. It is. So
0: my, my, my last question is, as, as we, as we wrap up, if, if you're given, you know, NAR calls you and, and they say, Hey, we, we don't have a keynote spot for you, but we have two minutes. There'll be 20,000 realtors in the room and, and you have two minutes, whatever, whatever's on your heart, whatever you want to share, right? Like what, what's your, what's your two minute message to the real estate community? If, if that's, all the time that you have to give how about a two second message stop okay. posting about
1: real estate that's it i leave stage <laughs> you just walk off you just drop the mic that's it stop posting about real estate because nobody it. gives a crap yeah. except for a very s- small sliver of people who are actively looking for an agent or researching selling or buying or whatever but what about everyone else you know the 99 of other people That you're gonna bore to tears and train them to tune you out if all you do is talk about real estate and post your stupid listings uh, or brag about how you got it under contract in six hours. (laughs) That's not you, dude. That's market conditions. It's not you. Right. Maybe you priced it well, cool, but market conditions do that. And you train sellers, you train sellers that they don't need agents when they're like, this market's so hot. That one sold it for six, in six hours. That one had 42 offers in 12 hours. Mm. And they're like, why the hell would I need an agent? I'll just put a sign in the yard and put it online. So stop doing that. Uh, but the reason why you don't post about real estate is people need to care enough and be interested enough to keep coming back and watching more. Yeah. That's why just documenting your life, some people aren't going to care, some are. So you attract the right people and those are the people who are your tribe. Those are the people that like you. They see you as credible and they trust you. And when the time is right for them to hire an agent or refer one, who do they think of first? Because you show right. up in their newsfeed all damn day. That, But if they've tuned you out, yeah, unfollowed you or turned off notifications because you post about real estate all the time, you're done.
0: Yeah, it's huge, man. It, I, I love it. Who needs two minutes when you can just say that? Yeah,
1: it, you know,
0: a little explanation might help. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. So, Dustin, as we end this, w- will you tell everybody like what what is the 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 massive agent society like? What is it? What what benefit would would people listening have to be a part of it? Like, give us give us a little bit of insight to that.
1: Sure. So, three years ago, um. Well, let me back up even before that, when I first started to get traction in real estate on my own, it was when I started creating content, but then also learning how to promote that content, how to get new people to see the blog post I did or the video that I did or whatever, yeah. just posting it is not enough. Like that's step one, but now you have to get new people to see it. So as a way to do that, I got really, really good at Facebook ads, but as I was doing it, I did it all my freaking self. Like I yeah. didn't hire a coach. I didn't take a course. I, um, I just watched YouTube videos. I read articles and trial and error. And it took me about a year of trial and error, which cost me, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars more than it should have. Also, when you factor in lost income, had I just had something to shorten that, that amount of time where I could start getting leads, start connecting with them, knowing what to say to them, how to set up a drip campaign, how to convert the leads. And so I I'm like, I get a lot of questions about Facebook ads. Why don't I just create what I wish existed back when I needed it? That wasn't five or $10,000 a month. Yeah. You know, cause, cause any real legit, uh, program or coach that's worth a damn is going to be in that range. Sure. So I'm like, okay, I'll just create what I wish existed. It's a database of Facebook ads that agents can copy and paste and start getting leads tonight or, love it. uh, you know and, and it, then it teaches them through a group coaching setting where they have direct access to me, how to how to become a Facebook ads master. Um, and now we're going through a relaunch. And so by the end of August, it'll be completely different where it's not just Facebook advertising, it's also what to post on social media, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. So you can organically be getting leads that you don't have to pay for. And then you can cultivate referrals from people that already know you. Uh, So it's really a business generation program. Love it. Um, And, and so it's, it's expanding and evolving and that'll be out by the end of August. But um, it's exciting, man. Like anyone who just wants to do what, what they can do on their own for free through YouTube and whatever else trial and error. What it'll take them 12 months. Why not take 12 days?
0: Incredible. Why not take 12 days? Right. Dude, that's awesome. I can't, I can't wait to check it out and see what you got going on inside of there. Uh, Dustin, how, how do people find you? I mean, obviously they they may want info on, you know, the society or, or they may just want to go hit up your podcast. You've got a new coaching program that, well, it's, I think it's launching tomorrow, right? right? So by the time this episode airs, you'll probably be gearing up for your next round of that. It's looking that way. Yeah. How do, how do people find out about all that stuff?
1: This is what's, as you know, Kyle, this is one of the great things about being an, uh, an online marketer and on social. You're very easy to find. Right. So you can Google Dustin Brome or search me on whichever social network. I'm at Massive Agent on Instagram and Facebook, uh, but massiveagentpodcast.com or just you know pull up the Massive Agent Podcast. That's where I'd start. All right, bro. Dude. Appreciate it. Thank you thank you for for of course
0: dropping all these bombs on us this has been this has been incredible
1: of course my friend thanks for having me on
0: guys thanks for listening to another episode of the social media mindset podcast we'll be back real soon with another really cool person with a pretty cool story see ya
1: Thanks for listening to
0: another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.